following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on the Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a Thursday journey together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show and you can listen anywhere in America where you get mobile service. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this hour, we'll go to Indy. Clayton Safey and Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com are there following all the Wolverines and Big Ten players at the NFL Combine. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer in studio. He's going to do like an hour and 35 minutes. He texted me yesterday, you're not giving me the time you give other people. I go, JV, don't get needy with me. I don't care if you're in Cooperstown in the Hall of Fame for the most pinch hits in a single MLB season. I once hit four homers over the 300-foot mark at Ballyup Field. JV in studio. Coming up later. Also, Tia Brandel-Wilhelm is a fair estate volleyball coach taking her team for 10 days to Spain and Portugal. She's been at Ferris almost 30 years. She knows about leadership. She'll be our moving Ferris forward interview at the end of this broadcast. If you want to join in, we have the Flying Ace Whiskey huge question of the day. Now the Filipowski guy who got ran over during the court storming Oh, he played 29 minutes after the court storming. Most thought he was lying there and never was going to move again. I'll say it one final time. How many people have died because of court storming or been maimed? Hey, Bill, you going to golf today? Yeah. What happened to your foot? You got it amputated during a court storm. So the guy plays 29 minutes, and you would have thought after the court storming that the world was close to ending, right? Because of Twitter. 
Oh, look at the slow-mo here. The guy goes in. The fan goes in for the knee. A Filipowski. So uh, let, let me just say this, okay? If there's a fan, and again, if it's a college kid, he's he was at the happy hour until tip-off, that during the storming of the court, that this kid from Wake Forest could get through the crowd and hit Kyle Filipowski right in the knee. Wake Forest had better sign that kid to a football deal now. Let the kids storm the court. There's been no major reports of violence, injury, or loss of life. That's where I stand. It's my huge opinion, and I'm sticking with it. Those are saying, oh, ban it. It needs to be banned. Oh, ban the court storming. Get out of here. My Lord, people. In this Big Ten SEC potential debate that's out there, and we touched on it yesterday a little bit, where the Big Ten and SEC are pushing for an expansion in 2026 of the college football playoff. They want it to go from 12, which it will be this year at the end of the season, and they want to move it to 14. And the Big Ten and SEC want three spots guaranteed. Automatic bursts into the 14-team field. What's wrong with that? SEC, Big Ten, for the most part, bring all the money. And, by the way, Oklahoma and Texas are joining the SEC, and you have the four schools, Washington, Oregon, UCLA, and USC joining the Big Ten. Why shouldn't they each get three automatic bursts? Oh, I want it to be... What, you're dreaming of a Mac school making it, really? Huh? How many times you get a Ball State once in a while? Toledo could be knocking on the door. Western had that one year with P.J. Fleck. I'm telling you what the Big Ten and the SEC are going to do. If the rest of the college football playoff, group of four, plus the group of four, whatever conferences, if they don't want to play with the Big Ten and the SEC, I'm telling you, both schools will break off and they'll do their own thing like AFC, NFC. And then they'll have their own playoffs in all sports. Oh, but what about the NCAA tournament? It's about money. You'll have the Big Ten in the SEC. And there'll be a playoff tree like postseason in the NFL. And a championship game. And stadiums will be packed and gear will be sold and TV ratings will be magnificent. These other conferences will have no choice but to play with them because they can look at the Pac-12 who thought, you know, we're going to go get our own deal. Oh, look, Apple. Yeah, I'm getting an Apple deal. I can watch Tom Hanks and Greyhound. Oh, another war movie about a ship. Uh, How many ships were over there in the Atlantic, huh?
Big Ten and SEC hold all of the power. I'll be honest. If the NCAA tournament didn't include the Big Ten and the SEC, I'm still watching it. And then the Big Ten and SEC will do their own postseason tournament for basketball, for football, for volleyball, for track and field, for golf, for soccer. They'll do it all. They'll get their own TV deals. The rest of intercollegiate athletics. Just look at the Pac-12 who didn't want to play along with the big boys. That's all. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com is standing by from their suite at Lucas Oil Field uh, where every coach, every player starts by and fist bumps Clayton and Anthony Broom. It's pretty cool. I saw the video. It looks kind of AI, but I'll go with it classified as real. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Yeah, we're down here in Michigan people everywhere. 18 Wolverines will be participating this week, and we've even run into a few of the uh, new Chargers coaches as well, so it's been fun. Oh, the new Chargers. So uh, new Chargers coaches who were former Michigan coaches or just new Chargers coaches? Yeah, Yeah, the ones that were uh, former Michigan coaches ran into a few of them in the hallway at the uh, Indiana Convention Center here, so... Huge Michigan presence uh, as, uh, you know, they're trying to build what Michigan had out in Los Angeles with all that success. And then all these guys trying to enter the league as well. Did Harbaugh call you and Anthony up and say, hey, meet me out for a burger? <laughs> Not quite. We didn't see him, but he is here. Uh, looks like he's watching the drills on, uh, you know, near the field there as well. So defense alignment linebackers today. So it should be. Should be exciting. Michigan's got five guys, uh, five guys participating today, and then tomorrow a uh, few as well. And then the big one is uh, Saturday with J.J. McCarthy throwing, and then six offensive linemen on Sunday. So beyond J.J. and Sam still has created a nice buzz at the NFL Combine and in Indy. Uh, who's a Michigan player that comes Sunday, Clayton? You may be writing a story, Anthony. Broom may be for the Wolverine.com where this player – former Wolverine, could be the story of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, there are so many different options. I I think Roman Wilson at wide receiver, what he did at the Senior Bowl during those practices was really impressive. He was one of the top performers out of the Senior Bowl, and now he's going to get the chance to shine even more. That was in practice. like That was some live drills. This is going to be even more his forte, in my opinion, because – we know that he has some ridiculous shuttle times that he posted at Michigan. He has uh, a ridiculous three-cone three, three cone drill time as well. He's going to run extremely well in the 40-yard dash. So I think a lot of people saw, a lot of NFL people saw what Roman Wilson can do in drills and more football work uh, at the Senior Bowl. They're going to see more of that, I think, this week. But I think that his testing times are going to be really impressive uh, and then another guy who's kind of forgotten about is A.J. Barner at tight end because he was, you know, kind of the secondary pass-catching tight end at Michigan behind Colston Loveland. Uh, but, you know, he's really big. He's got a great frame. He caught a lot of passes at Indiana before transferring to Michigan. So I think he's a guy that maybe people are forgetting about that is going to be maybe a little bit more on the radar after this week. But you could go down the list. I mean, there are a bunch of guys that I think should do pretty well. How many uh... – Ohio State Buckeyes were invited to the Combine. Do you know? Offhand, I don't know. I, I think it was around 9 or 10. Uh, 10. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. it was around 10. How many Michigan State Spartan 
football players from last year's squad were invited to the combine? Again, don't know it offhand. I think there were at least one or two, right? Um, you may know better than me. I don't I, I know. Don't that's... ever say I know better than you. You're Clayton Safey. You're there with Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. I, I don't know anything. I just do a show three hours a day. <laughs> that's fair. But no, but I mean, I was looking at uh, earlier and talking to somebody at our Nebraska site, and they have nobody going uh, to the combine. And it just kind of shows you. The difference between 18, which is a national championship winning team, and zero, you know, a team that almost made a bowl game, you know, I mean, that gap is wide with the amount of talent. And, you know, of course, it's, it's not, you know, apples to apples because some guys come back and they'll be in the combine next year and drafted. But it's just remarkable when you really think about all the different guys Michigan had. And then they even had guys that decided to come back, you know, Rod Moore and Makari Page and guys like that on the defense. So it kind of, it, you know, we all knew that was a really talented Michigan team last year, but when you think more about it and now you're here at the Combine and you see these guys uh, ready to, you know, go out there and perform, you, you know, kind of remember just how many guys and how deep that team was. Clayton Safey, along with Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, are down in Indy following the 18 former Michigan Wolverines, a record number invited to the NFL Combine. It runs uh, through Sunday. Uh, did David Gregory from Bull Rush Sports get a hold of you? We gave you or gave him your number so he could uh, hook up, maybe take you guys out for some, you know, free cheese bread or something. <laughs> yeah, we've connected. So uh, we're looking to make that happen in the next day or so and uh, maybe have a, a beverage with him, whether that's a, a coffee or an adult beverage. We'll see. I don't want to see any photos on social network of you three just hammered, okay? <laughs> He's an agent. He's got to keep up appearances. I don't have much of a reputation. Yeah, so he might sign you guys. He might he might sign you to and go, look, Longhorn.com is willing to double your money. Boy, Anthony, I'm telling you, Broom and Safey, you guys belong with Longhorns.com. Hey. You never know. Everyone's got a price, right? Everybody, everyone's got a price. Got a price. <laughs> you know, he goes, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to talk. go to Austin, and we're going to talk you up. And all of a sudden, you guys are on like your podcast on YouTube for the Wolverine.com saying, hook them horns. What's going on with Safey and Broom? <laughs> all right, before I let you go, I want to get your thoughts on this Big Ten SEC power play, which I think is the right move. They're looking to expand the playoff to at least 14 teams at the end of the 2026 season, not this year, and they're wanting three automatic spots for each conference in the field of 14. They have, through the college football playoff in BCS, supplied over 63% of the team since playoff football began. The college football playoff isn't connected to the NCAA. It's not connected uh, to the conferences. Uh, They have all the power. Uh, if the college football playoff fellow schools don't want to engage with them, they could find a way to leave it, form their own playoff, and have it most, I guess most scenarios would be like AFC versus NFC like the NFL. So I, I think the rest of college football will have to give in to the Big Ten and SEC or they'll get a split there on the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny when you think of it, 
in college football, we all kind of knew, right? At, at least one SEC team is going to get in the four-team playoff. At least one Big Ten team is going to get in. Of course, there are exceptions. I think maybe one year the Big Ten was shut out. But it's never been really written in that, that that's guaranteed, and I know we're expanding. It's, you know, it's always been everyone kind of has the same you know chance or whatever, and then it's voted on by the committee and, and they decide. But we've gone down this road in college football where it's a business now more than ever. You have 12 teams. Well, we can make more money off 14. Let's do that. It seems like uh, the Big Ten and SEC are saying, well, if we're going to do any of this, why wouldn't we, we use the leverage that we've had and really haven't used as much as we could have over the years? And let's guarantee that we get three teams in. If there's a 14-team playoff and three SEC teams aren't in, well, you know, if they weren't guaranteed, I would be surprised by that. But at the same time, if you're the SEC and the Big Ten, why not get those assurances in writing? So it makes sense to me. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference because, again, I think that the top three Big Ten teams and top three SEC teams, especially with expansion now, Texas being in the SEC, Oklahoma, you know, the teams coming to the Big Ten like Oregon and USC, like that was going to happen, but it makes sense to me. And, you know, they're going to guard against potential further expansion in other conferences and make sure that they're taken care of because right now they're the ones with the leverage. And really, let's be honest, they're likely to have that leverage going forward. So, hey, I'm for 14 teams. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do that all day. Um, more playoffs, more teams in is, uh, is better to me. So I like it, and I think we'll probably get that because it just feels like they want to make that change at this point. So before the, 14, or before the 12-team playoff even happens, we're going to have a 14-team playoff. ACC and Big 12, all they have to do, as I said in my opening huge opinion before he came on, Clayton, is look at what happened to the Pac-12. So if you don't want to play with the power brokers, you're going to be out of business. Because what will happen is that college football playoff is separate from the NCAA. It's its own entity. Big 10 and SEC will say, you know what? We're going to do a 14-team a playoff with seven from the Big 10, seven uh, from uh, the – or maybe eight from each, one with a bye, and we'll do our own playoff. It'll be great TV. Hey, the college football playoff, there you go. You're not involved, ACC. You're not involved, Big 12. Good luck taking your champions and your playoff to a TV network. All the rivalries, all the big numbers when it comes to ratings, for the most part, have come not from Notre Dame, not from the Big 12, not from Clemson, Miami, or Florida State. It's come from the SEC and the Big 10. No, you're totally right, and I think – they could have done this a while ago. I think people for a while just kind of stuck with the NCAA system and even the CFP system because that's what was in place. But now that there are so many changes in every other area of the sport, uh, they're looking at it and being like, wait, we don't have to adhere to this. We can make our own rules. We can use our leverage to our advantage. And I think that's what's happening. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to see probably more expansion. And I wouldn't be surprised if in a few years they go from 14 to 16 or or even beyond that, because it's going to make them more money, and that seems to be the uh, the biggest goal of everybody in charge right now is trying to make as much money as possible. Well, with adding USC, UCLA, my final thoughts here before I let you go, Clayton. So Trojans, Bruins, Washington, Oregon, if you add those four with what's already in the Big Ten, and you're going to tell me you couldn't get three of the 14. So I don't think this is hurting the ACC or the Big 12. Big 12 lost Oklahoma, Texas, who are joining the SEC. Uh, it's not hurting them at all. And I believe they'll I believe they'll approve it. If not, they'll be on the outside looking in. 
Clayton, I got to get into a network timeout. Uh, people can follow Clayton Safey, Anthony Broom all weekend long from Indy uh, at the NFL Combine. Good stuff, Clayton. Appreciate you having me. Have a good one. All right, Clayton Safey checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line from Indy. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com also down at the NFL Scouting Combine. He'll join us next. John Vanderwall, former Major Leaguer. We'll talk Tigers, spring training, Major League Baseball expansion, and how scouts rate the players. Vanderwall in studio coming up in 40 minutes. You want to join in our Flying Ace Whiskey huge question of the day uh, that you could answer. It's a two-parter. One, you support court storming? I do. Until there's major injuries or violence, I support it. Two, do you support the Big Ten and the SEC each getting three automatic spots in an expanded 14-team college football playoff? You can answer both questions at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank, a Michigan-based bank with locations all across the state. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Imagine this. A day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. The day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined. At Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. 
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan Thursday. Broadcast with Superfly Hayes. Flying Ace Whiskey, huge questions of the day. Hey, the kid that got ran over from Duke. Played 29 minutes last night. Ooh, the court storming, end of the world. I say let them storm the court if they want to. Big Ten SEC reports say they want three guaranteed spots in an expanded, and that's three guaranteed spots each, in an expanded college football playoff of 14 teams that would begin at the end of 2026. I say yes. What do you say? You can join us, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Let's go to Indy. Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com, along with Clayton Safey, who we just talked to. Both are down there covering Michigan Big Ten combine storylines for the Wolverine.com. How are you doing, A.B.? I'm doing well. Another trip to Indianapolis. I feel like I should probably start owning real estate down here. Uh, what's the one thing that sticks out to you about this 2024 combine that you're just kind of feeling? I mean, I know Clayton sort of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but it, the fact that there is so many Michigan guys there, I mean, aside from, you know, the 18 players that they have in attendance, I mean, you, you walk through the halls and you see, you know, knowing that Jim Harbaugh hired a bunch of Michigan guys on his staff, you're seeing a bunch of guys that we've been used to seeing in Ann Arbor over the last few years, you know, walking around the convention center in Chargers gear or, um, you know, things like that. So to me, I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't know the exact number of combine invites that go out, but to have that many players there, you know, to have that many coaches, assistants there as well, um, you know, it goes back to something we've talked to a lot on these airwaves, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, they won football games because they were, they were super talented and they had a lot of NFL caliber guys. And I'm not saying that all of those guys will get drafted, but, you know, 14 of them probably will, 15 of them probably will. And, it just speaks to the quality of the operation, and um, you know everyone is uh, kind of moving onward and upward from there. I asked Clayton this question. I'll ask you: When this combine is over, what Michigan guy will create a buzz that hasn't created one yet? So obviously, you throw out the Samer Stills, the Roman Wilsons, and even the JJs. Who do you like to really impress uh, the NFL scouts? 
Yeah, there's a couple guys. You know, I like I like Jalen Harrell a ton. I think he's he's one of the you know he's a three down defender at the edge spot. You know, can rush the passer, can drop back into coverage. You know, we've seen him set the edge and, and defend the run, and you know, he's always just done a lot of things well. Maybe he doesn't have one single trait that he can hang his hat on, but I think he's he's a versatile guy that, and I think if he tests well, is probably gonna probably gonna move into you know somewhere in that early day three range and really, you know, in the fifth or, or your fourth or fifth round, um, you know, you're still, those are where you're still kind of finding the backbone guys on your roster. And I think he has a chance to be that uh, AJ Barner is another guy, you know, he's got the length, he's six, seven, I think two fifty. uh, you know, someone in that two fifty, two sixty range, you know, he's a, he's a long athlete. We know he's a good blocker. Um, you know, he's, he's an athletic guy that can also, also catch the football. And, you know, we saw at this event last year, Luke Schoonmaker, uh, you know, similar build, similar profile, uh, was able to work himself into a second-round pick. And I don't think that A.J. Barner will probably go quite that high, but, you know, he's someone that I think when you get him out on the field and and, and in this testing element, I think he is uh, probably going to pop a little bit. So uh, for me, those are the two guys, you know, you know quote-unquote under the radar. Um, and from there, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But certainly, uh, you know, those would be at the top of my list, you know, after, you know, in that next year, after your McCarthy's, your Quorum's, you know, your, your Roman Wilson's like that. How do you think Quorum, uh, for what he's battled through, and I know he's a, a legend forever uh, connected to Michigan football, how do you think he'll fare in the NFL? You know, I think he's going to be a really solid back. You know, I don't know that he'll be a star. I don't know that he's going to be a guy that gets drafted in the second round and is like a plug-and-play you know, lead back, but I, I certainly think as a guy in the third round, or if you're a team that's even fortunate enough, if he's still on the board in, in you know, the, the fourth round or somewhere in that range, I think he's a really, really solid player. You know, I know there's there's going to be the size concerns. He's only, what, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, whatever it is, but, um, you know, automatic in those short yardage, those goal-to-go situations, and yeah, the lines of scrimmage in the NFL are, are bigger on both sides of the ball, and that's something he'll have to work through, and uh, probably lost just a little bit of juice, um, you know, from his vintage form after the injury. But I really just think he's a he's a solid all around guy. Uh, I think he's going to fare pretty well. I think you get him in the right situation. I could see him being a lead back and you know having a role in this league for a long time. But uh, it's going to be really interesting to me. I mean, he's one of those guys. You look at how he might test. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you know he ran a forty. Somewhere, I think a good time for him would probably be somewhere in that four-five range, uh, but we'll see what happens. I think uh, obviously from a physical development standpoint, you know he's, you know he was one of Michigan's biggest workout warriors. So you would think this sort of stage would set up well for him. And uh, but I think the key for him when you look at him establishing where he might go, it's going to be that forty-yard dash. It's going to be the you know those short area quickness drills like the cone drill and and things like that. So uh, you know excited to see what he does. Um, but I do think there's, you know, I think that fans should maybe prepare themselves for him not maybe going as high as, as his production at Michigan may suggest, but that's just kind of what the league values and how they, how they draft. But, uh, his stock is one to watch for sure. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com with Clayton Safey team coverage all weekend long at the NFL combine Uh, from that group of 18, who do you think is a, Perfect fit with Harbaugh 
at his new destination in L.A. with the Chargers that, yeah, he's not going to draft J.J. unless he did something crazy and trade away Herbert. Roman Wilson, if he's there at the right spot, uh, could be a guy, right? Uh, we could all uh, see that. Same thing with Corum. Uh, but who do you think would be the one guy he would covet that he believes trans transfers from D1 to the NFL and a fit for him at that next level? Yeah, I wonder because he's got a lot of guys to choose from, and I wouldn't be surprised right. if he scooped up at least a few of them. I think Corum is probably on that list. Uh, you know, with the Chargers, not really sure what the plan is moving forward with them and Austin Eckler. Um, you know, you're in Division Two. You know, the, the AFC West, where uh, obviously you've got the Patrick Mahomes problem perpetually in your division. So I think it maybe starts with defense. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a guy like Chris Jenkins go there. Uh, you think about you know being somewhere where you have um, you know one of the Bosa's, you've got Khalil Mack, and, and to kind of add someone up the middle that'll do a lot of the dirty work to maybe open up some opportunities for those guys. So I think that Jenkins is, is a candidate there. Mikey Sainer still, I think is a candidate there as well. Um, you know, a two time captain at Michigan, someone who, you know, really makes that position switch, but was really a natural in doing so, um, you know, no shortage of big plays against guys that will be in the NFL um, either, you know, are, either already are in the NFL or will be in the NFL this season. Um, you know, a ton of a ton of really good tape on him as well. So um, I kind of, you know, when we talk about Chargers and, and Harbaugh, I, I feel like Mikey Sainer still, given where they're selecting, given what their needs are, I feel like he might be the guy. Corn um, would be up there. Jenkins would be up there. Uh, we know Jim Harbaugh loves his offensive linemen, so I think any of the offensive linemen in this draft especially Zach Zinter, uh, if you think he's a guy that can get healthy and maybe be a plug-and-play starter, would be in the mix. But, uh, you know, when you – it's got to help the evaluation when you were the guy that coached all of these guys. And I really do think a lot of them are going to test and show out pretty well. So they're going to have some options. Um, but also they've got the – you know, you've got a bit, of, a bit of a Michigan stronghold now up in Seattle with Mike McDonald and Jay Harbaugh up there. Baltimore has always loved Michigan guys, so – it's going to be interesting to see, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see those three franchises among other ones too. I mean, I would assume all these other teams are going to have the Michigan guys rated fairly high relative to, you know, the other positions. It's going to be interesting to see who jockeys for position to maybe move up for a guy, you know, who grabs a guy before someone else is able to, uh, you know, the, the Michigan, uh, I won't say the Michigan brand, but at least in the pros, we've seen it explode a little bit here in the last couple months. So it'll be interesting to see. Final question from the Michigan offensive lineman down at the combine. Who has the best NFL career? Yeah, I think that Zinter is, is probably at the top of that list. I think people are kind of sleeping on, on Trevor Keegan, too. I mean, really, a lot of really steady stuff on film from him as well. I think that wherever he goes, he's going to wind up being probably a locker room favorite as well. Just the, the ultimate team guy, a guy's guy. I think that uh, he's going to be a popular one at the next level. Uh, Drake Nugent, I wouldn't be surprised to see him drafted in a similar range that Olu Oluwatimi was last year. He was somewhere in the fifth round, I think it was. And uh, we'll see about, you know, if he's able to start right away or anything like that. But uh, those three, I think the interior of that offensive line was, was really the heart and soul of that football team at least on that side of the ball and what they were able to get done. So um, some quality guys for sure. And I, I, I still suspect 
Zinter, when he gets healthy, is probably going to be the best of them. Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey, 24-7, nothing but cranking out stories for the Wolverine.com. A no-sleep, 72-hour uh, proclamation from Chris Ballas heading up the Wolverine.com team. Enjoy that weekend in India at the Combine. We will. Thank you very much. Yeah, and we uh, had David Gregory met Clayton in studio. What was that last week? I think it was when you were gone. And David said, hey, get me his number. I'll buy a beer, bite to eat. So Clayton and Anthony getting wined and dined by an NFL PA certified agent with David Gregory and Bull Rush Sports. David, by the way, one of our sports and legal insiders will join us from the combine tomorrow at 5.05. We do have our Fly and Ace Whiskey huge questions of the day. By the way, affordable, smooth whiskey. Black cherry, peach, some flavors you may like. Look for it at your local stores in Michigan and ask for it at your local bar, restaurant, or pub. Two questions. One, uh, storm in the court. Filipowski came back, played 29 minutes. Most overblown story. That's what we get in today's society. Uh, Let the kids storm the court. I'm cool with it. Uh, Second question, Big Ten SEC demanding three guaranteed spots in an expanded 14-team college football playoff after 2026, after that regular season, I agree with it. They have the power to do it. ACC Big 12, you don't want to play, they'll move on, do their own thing. You agree or disagree, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show. On Twitter, the HUGE Show. On Facebook and opt in on that huge text chain where you can text us anytime you want to. Text HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We are back in the leadership locker room on the HUGE Show across Michigan. We get together with Greg Harris from MaximizeLeadership.com. You can check out that website uh, where he helps businesses and individuals become better leaders and also will help businesses grow. And contacts mm-hmm. are a big part of any business. I know people will say, well, that's old school. No, it's still new school. Mm-hmm. Bill, great to be on your show. Yeah, so the pipeline is a big deal. For all salespeople, it's one of their biggest anxiety buttons. Who do I have to talk to in the next quarter? Can I make my quotas? So one of my keynotes that's very popular, it's very fun, it's great training. It talks about what is a robust pipeline. There's got to be entry and exit points. It's got to be able to flush and flow because you don't want a stagnant pipeline. And the other part about the pipeline, which is great, is remembering to follow up. We hit a lot of things in the keynote that uh, are really good reminders and some really great insights on how to be amazing at sales to serve your customers. Greg Harris, Leadership Locker Room. He joins us here on The Huge Show. MaximizeLeadership.com. If you own a business, run a business. If you're starting a business from the ground floor and you want to move it up, go to MaximizeLeadership.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver. 
Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exist at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for Mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Thursdays are presented by Josh Garvey and his crew at Dorn Mayhew, one of America's and the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. World headquarters in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder and runs a Dorn Mayhew GR office. We do have our Flying Ace Whiskey. Huge question of the day. Two of them. One, Filipowski for Duke played last night. He's fine in the win over Louisville. The court storming didn't end his life. Let the kids storm. And my second question about the Big Ten SEC power play with the college football playoff. They each want three guaranteed spots. And the playoff to expand from 12, which is the first year after this season, to 14 teams after 2026. They have the power to do what they want to. And I think only asking for three guaranteed spots is more than fair. You agree or disagree? You can join me. On the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter. The HUGE Show on Facebook. Superfly Hayes tells me John Vanderwall standing by to come in. Next hour, talk Tigers, MLB, spring training. Former major leaguer. He's awesome on air. JV stepping up to the plate. End of the broadcast, another moving Ferris forward interview with Ferris State women's volleyball coach Tina Brandell Wilhelm. 
almost 30 years at Ferris Whitehall, Michigan native, taking her team to Spain and Portugal for 10 days in May. Dr. Bill Pink said, you know what, you need to talk to Tina Brandel Wilhelm, a great leader at Ferris. You can find out more about everything Ferris has to offer at ferris.edu. All right, my good friend Johnny Brand wanted me to remind everybody, all day, every Thursday at all brands' locations, $18.99 all-you-can-eat ribs. Mmm. Every Thursday. From when they open lunch, dinner, late night, whenever, till the kitchen closes. $18.99 ribs all day, every Thursday at all brands' locations. You'll find the brands in Bay City for our listeners on 100.9 FM. Mike Brand Jr., Liz Brand, Stegahuis, Sean Stegahuis, great spot there in Bay City. They also have the brands in Caledonia, brands in Holland off of James, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 in downtown GR. Mike Brand Sr. has the brands in Cascade and Liz Brand Stegahuis has the brands at 44th and South Division in Wyoming. $18.99 ribs all day, every Thursday at all brands' locations. For the brands close to you, go to brands.com. That's brands.com. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on the Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on a Thursday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this hour, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer out of Hudsonville, Western Michigan University. He calls Grand Rapids home. He's one of our Tigers, MLB insiders. We'll take an early look at the first week or so of spring training down in Lakeland. Talk about Tigers that are shining, others whose lights are dimming before our eyes. So Vanderwall, I will check in. He's not in a good mood. Uh, He was iRacing this morning, had a wreck. Uh, He came in throwing attitude around. I kind of had to do the Barry Bonds treatment on him from his days in San Francisco. Like, kid, you can't win every race, okay? You can't. John, back in the day, wanted to homer as much as Bonds. It's not going to happen. You can't win every at-bat. You can't win every race. John, I want you to exercise those demons of iRacing. You're, you're a really good iRacer, second level. Felt a little guilt that you told me you had a meeting and you're running a little late for the show. And then and then saw me, and I appreciate your honesty. I'm glad our friendship's at a point right now that we can't lie to each other. That, that's good. You know, You know and you love your family and friends when you look at them and go, 
you know, I told him I'm running late because of a meeting, but I can't lie to him. Uh, I got wrecked. Uh, I'm running third. I racing. My little D box seat is shaking. I can almost see uh, the victory celebration on the screens in front of me. So don't 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 take out your angst on us because Brett is a major targeter. When he's irritated, he'll target me. I target him. Once in a while, I target you. Yeah. So let's just, you know, let's enjoy spring training. Well, I got my run in, so I'm good now. You had to go. That was a big wreck. Oh. They're, going, they're going four wide there. Well, the I got wrecks last week, and I'm just putting along. I wasn't going to beat the two guys in front of me, but they had a little argument it looked like in front of me and the one guy did wreck the second place car wrecked first place car first place car hits the wall going into three spins down right in front of me god will they ban you if you wreck too much i'm gonna protest this guy yeah i will protest okay i don't protest maybe you know once every one or two years this this was really bad let me let me just uh kind of step back and recant my statements that you had let it go I am like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, the good thing is Ricky Edding finished third today. So, or second, he finished second. That I racing's so. getting big, isn't it? It is. It, it is. It's a small little niche, but it is like, uh, we were on a couple nights ago. There was like 30,000 people racing. So 30,000 racing. Yeah. All over the world at different tracks. Yeah. So once a track is full, you're full and you got to get yeah. in on an, well, track. it'll do like, so in the qualifying Xfinity. heats or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got, well, you qualify for a race, but there's like 28 in a race. So there could be a 200 people that have signed up for that race, and then they have splits. How come nobody's doing eye baseball where you'd be sitting with, you know, uh, the VAR, and you could actually look like you're swinging and hitting and running and fielding? It's already difficult enough. You put on some VR glasses, it'd be... That's crazy. Yeah, I mean... I'd, I'm looking for when you get the VAR where you could golf, right? I'm looking for when you can play Call of Duty on VAR. That would be. Oh, my gosh. You have to think that's coming. I think you can in certain instances right now. But I did see something online where you're strapped into this thing where you're walking. You can walk, run. It's a little, it looks like a little jump, small jumpy trampoline, but it's a, it's a, um, uh, you can move in every direction. It's really kind of You know cool. they're setting something up because with iRacing, you actually have like a cage, a D-box seat yep. that, you know, you feel the crashes, you feel the movement, you feel the turns that you know that's coming with Call of Duty. You know, I, I'm telling you, one of the great video games, Superfly and Johnny, the Wii, when you could play baseball or you could bowl or tennis and Wii. That was fun. It was really, it, it, it still goes down uh, you know, and I've always loved Madden. I, now, uh, when you got older and your kids were in the teenage years, you don't play the games anymore. But I really loved Wii, well, they had Wii Tennis, Wii Bowling, and the Wii Baseball was unbelievable. It was fun back then. It the day. really was. And, and so the VAR, yeah, I, I think you're going to get everything. You're going to get the golf. You're going to get the baseball. You're going to get things you, you know, you, you get a, probably a, you lay down a mat that would be a batter's box left, right, or or pitcher's mound when you're pitching, right? Well, they already have a VR for kids to work on their hitting, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. I, in fact, this was years ago when it first came out, and I, I, I didn't. I bought a subscription with them and tried to help them along a little bit, but it was way too expensive, and uh, the pitcher was too small 
throwing at you. I mean, I, I, and I did tell him the stuff. I said, listen, this is a great deal. This is awesome what you're trying to do. But I mean, the pitcher can't look at, look like he's, can't look know, like an look, elf, look like an army, an well, army man. You know what I mean? Like, it's can't, like, can't look like an elf. Yeah. So there were, there were some different things. I mean, that's years ago. I'm sure that they've got it straightened out, but it looks pretty cool. It was pretty cool back when I, uh, got it for my son, but it, it would just, it was, it was in its infancy. And now, I'm sure they've they've taken that. I, I've seen it advertised like maybe during uh, college games uh, lately, where kids at home will do it and they they can work on their swing, right? Yep. Yeah. Does it work? I because you do you do it. I was I did it for we we I got it for my kid. You do to, private training. You train all the all the you and Bob, my brother, are the two best trainers in West Michigan. Yeah, we do a good job. But, we yeah. do. My brother's. Crazy busy with power baseball. Yeah. I, I think he, I just talked to him before the show. He was going in to do seven hours of yeah, training. I couldn't do that. I, I, I'm well, over at ACA role. And, and it slows down once the kids hit yes, the baseball season, right? It, yes, it does. I, I try to do four, two hours, four lessons, maybe five. Because you don't have the patience. I know you. You know, I, I love doing it, but my body's breaking down and I, my back hurts. Dude, what's going on here? I know what. You're telling, are you throwing BP too? Are yeah, you I'm throwing. And yeah, it, it's just, I, I get to a point that I lose my focus a little bit. And I, I like to have it in a small group session. Like I tip my hat to your brother for seven hours. I, I couldn't do it. And that's half hours of one on one. Yeah, it's with, two an hour. I mean, that's fourteen people a day. But, it's, it's a lot. But you know, he you know he makes he's made a great living for twenty years doing this, and, and his business post pandemic has really come back. And he's added probably forty percent girl softball hitters who really need quick swings. Yeah. I, I'm working with a couple of girls right now. He I mean, loves working with the girls. He I, says the girls listen more. Yeah, they do. He he just says that. So yeah, uh, uh, kudos to my brother Bob and Power Baseball. He's They're doing Rockford. great. Yeah, I mean, John, where yeah, you're out in Lowell, right? ACA out in Lowell, off Alden Nash, uh, south on Alden Nash. You go down about a mile and a half, it's on the left side. That's awesome. So man. it's nice. It's a good, nice place. Great people out there. But I like. I just I like to limit my who I have. It's nice and easy. Picasso. I don't have, you know, I don't Picasso have a building didn't to pay do a for, painting. So. Picasso didn't do a painting every day. That's right. He then you got you got to limit, you got to limit your group so you can go get wrecked by some redneck from Mississippi that you want to get. I think he was from truck. California. That I can't hey, say. don't get me going on that state, okay? We're not going to get going on that I had state. to refrain right there. I did me too. We got to talk some baseball. All right. So uh, you were in uh, a week ago, eight days ago, whatever it was. Uh, spring training games were just uh, set to begin. I think if there's one thing that sticks out to me is that, uh, and we, you know, we talked about torque, and I don't want to read too much into spring training. There's a couple things. Obviously, Cole Keith has a great swing. He really does. I haven't seen them. Yeah, they were on. They were on against Tampa. I was. I watched, I, I watched the highlights on you know Tigers dot com okay. and the Tigers you know Twitter and Facebook. A really good place to get the um, the highlights, so you don't have to sit and watch a you know nine innings of a nine nine spring training game. Uh, where again, you, what you said, the pitchers are just grooming it. And, and what what did you say last week to look for in spring training? Where is it the hitters more than the pitchers? Right to watch. It's the younger kids more than 
you know, the, the veterans, you just, you got to let go. And I would even say Torque. No, I wouldn't critique him at all. I wouldn't critique Riley Green if they went one for 28. The Torque I, I swing care. looks really good. And in the, in the limited highlights I've seen from spring training, Torque looks really good. Yeah, he should. But He it, looks it, freer with his swing like he's not doing that that uppercut swing that everybody was teaching a couple years ago. Well, I mean, they, they, they were playing in that down last year. So I, it's the Colt case that I, I look at. Uh, the guy, you know, um, Meadows, you got to really take a hard look at. Those two, who else is young that's on that team? But those two are really the main guys that you got to look at and go, okay, let's see how they are in the next six weeks how they handle it, and really it'll boil down to the last 10 days because when you get down to the last 10 days, the, you're getting close to ringing the bell and, and the season starting, so everything kind of amps up a little bit. Right now, most people are just trying to get, get the groove on. You know, I would look at Baez to see. I, want, I don't care if he hits – He's 0 for 50. 6 with I don't four care, strikeouts. But, well, ooh, ooh. Yeah, he, I just punched out twice. Okay, so he's put the ball in play twice. Well, okay, so that's a red, that, uh, red flag's going up right now. He just, that's where I was. He just I, turned somebody. I, I was looking at three, that earlier, you know? and I'm like going, yeah, spring training doesn't mean anything. It does oh, to him, though. It, it does to him. Even though he's a veteran, it does to him. So I, I didn't even look at the stats. Three. Um, four, oh, over six no, 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 four no, 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 it's two. It's two strikeouts. Okay. I, read it, I read it wrong. All right, well. Okay, so we're we're okay right now, but you're looking for hard contact. That's what you are. Jake, Jake Rogers had the four strikeouts, and he strikes out all the time. Yeah, I mean, but, he's so Javi Javi hasn't had a hit, right? So it was two strikeouts and six at bats. But if, but we're not there watching the game, and if you watch the game, and if he's if he's hitting the ball well in spring training, if you, as long as you're you're finding the barrel and and squaring it up, yeah, you want the hits, but it that really doesn't matter in spring training. You know, Dylan Dingler, that was a guy when, I think in West Michigan at the time when they had Torque here, they had Dingler, right? Some of those young draftees who were really stepping up, and he's a catcher. I, I like him. I always have, and he seems to have progressed well. I, I don't know if he's ready for the big leagues, but, you know, I like his bat, which a catcher a bat will stick out. So he's another name that's early spring training. You know, Riley Green, uh, you know, is what, you know, he has two for four or something in spring training, so you'll take it. So I, I it's little things that I'm, I'm looking at. And Scooble, you know, throwing, what, over 100? He's 99. Okay, so we're going to go back to this again. It's 99 on the track, man, which is 95 on the stalker gun, which is 92 on the old jugs gun. So it's exactly the same as we it's been all along. It is not. He is not throwing – Three digits, like, oh, my gosh, Nolan Ryan here. No, he's not. He is throwing just like everybody else did. I just I get so tired of all this high-velocity BS that is exactly the same as it's been in baseball for 20 years. Sorry. So whether so Red flag come out. Jugs again, gun was the old school one, like again. back when you were playing, right? Yeah, so same thing. I mean, my brother Bob and you guys were yeah. the old school. When you, when, you were throwing a, when you were Nolan Ryan throwing 102 on the Jugs gun, that was big. Th- yeah, I mean, they, they thought that back in the day, Nolan Ryan was hitting like 108 mile an hour, 107 back in the day. <laughs> so if he's track man right now, you know, he's like 114, you know. <laughs> oh. So don't, I mean, I, I just, I I lose my mind. My my alter Ron comes out when I start watching baseball and, oh, that's 90. No, it's not. It might be 99 in the track man, but 
It is not, these guys are not phenoms that are throwing way harder than everybody else. They are not. Sorry. I, I do, I'll be honest, when I look at this team, it's not reading in the spring training, and I don't even care, you know, when you see a you know, 9-9 final and they don't play extra innings or you see Tigers win 4-2. I, I just like the foundation of the young bats. I really do. I, I I'll agree. And I like you. and I you know like Ursula coming in and that's huge. I, and, that was a really big right. Player. And and then he's again his swing, how it looks. I, I just there's there's things about this lineup, and there's still a lot of work to do. You know, McKinstry comes in the spring hitting again, just a great utility type player. I, I just I, I Riley Green him staying healthy uh, would be huge. And again, Colt Keith Abanya showing uh, some power. Uh, in spring training early, I know I, I'm not going to declare them AL Central champs, but if they can find that rotation and stay healthy and keep Green in the lineup, you know, 80 percent of the season, they they can contend yes, in the AL can. Central. Yes, they can. So, and uh, here's another thing. So, when Seal Perez, I think, hit a home run yesterday, and he's playing center field. So, please. Fans of the Tigers, if he goes like seven for ten with a couple home runs, I don't want to see on Facebook. These should be in the big leagues. You see that so much that people think that if a young kid does well in spring training, that he should be in the big leagues. And wrong. It is spring training is for people to get ready to play baseball. Spring training is for the young kids who have never been in the big leagues to come in and experience kind of a big league atmosphere, go out and play rub elbows with the big league players and get the feel of what it is. It is not for, excuse me, for most of the time for someone to come in and they go, they get in a hot streak and you think they should be in the big leagues because the very fact of it is, is that it is so much different than playing every day in baseball when you start the regular season. So what should you look for? For a Tigers fan listening right now across the state and John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, one of our Tigers, MLB insiders, uh, in studio for about an hour and a half today on the show. Extended time. Uh, he's that good. Uh, what should people be looking for right now? If they're going to catch a Tigers game on Valley Sports, if they're looking at the highlights like I do on the Tigers Twitter and Facebook feeds, what's the most important thing to look for that will tell you this Tigers team is coming together? Olsen, he's pitching today. He got kind of banged up his first outing. I Let's see how he how he goes through this the uh, spring training here. See how if he gets better. If he's good, you know, Flaherty is another one. He had a, he had a he had a good outing his first one, but he should. He's he's a veteran. There's an inning, right? Too. Yeah, he yeah. should. You got to see how he's throwing. If he's throwing and he gets into n- he looked good couple, for an inning. Oh boy! So let's see how he is in two weeks, three weeks when they start going four five, six innings, when he goes to the, goes through an entire lineup at least twice. I mean, it used to be, you got to get to the lineup three times and now you can make 67 million getting through the lineup twice. I mean, it's <laughs> ridiculous, but let's see how he goes through the line, how he gets multiple times through the lineup. If, if his stuff holds up, he's a big one. Uh, Manning. Let's see how Manning does multiple times through a lineup and this is all going to happen at the end of the year so you you really don't you don't really care what goes on in the first 10 at least two starts with these starters two maybe even three when they start getting their fourth and fifth start now you now you're starting to get up to 75 to 85 pitches now now let's see what they've got to me that's what i look for i see lang got beat up was it yesterday 
because he can't throw strikes. Um, he's another one that I would look at. I mean, because the, the sad thing about baseball is it's a very mental sport, and if it gets into your head, which I think it is in his head, you're going to have a problem. That's Especially relievers. Yes. You know, starter, you can have a bad inning and you know battle through it and come back and have two good innings. Yeah, right? he had his first. I, I read that was a back or whoever it is. I saw it somewhere. Anyway, he comes in, man, my stuff is good, but I got to throw strikes. And that was one of his first things. And I'm like, you're done. I, I, I just, I didn't like, I don't know if he has um, the mental strength right now. You know, you've got to, he's got to get over that hump because he does have good stuff, but he's got to be able to throw strikes. Yeah, his early like. 27 ERA in spring training. I, again, it's early. And yeah, I'll tell you what, you should be, especially the relievers, you should be mowing down people early because it, because the hitter's timing is going to be off for 10 days. It just, it takes 10 days. It takes 30 at bats, 40 at bats to really start getting your timing. And if you're getting tally whacked in your first outing with Johnny Smith, who got called up, who got invited to spring training because he's a catcher and you're getting tally whacked all over the, all over the field right now, or if you're walking people, that's a red flag. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's uh, it's early, but there are things you mentioned. Olson and his ERA after you know inning two thirds, ten eight, uh, Fiedo ERA nine. Again, we're talking first week of spring training. Mize ERA ten point eight. You got guys coming back from injury or injuries plural. You have guys where you're not sure they got the fastball to get major league hitters out, right? Yeah, and they, I you got to have stuff. a ball to get. You know, John, you played with the best, Jeter, Bonds. I still believe this, and it's you know, growing up playing baseball, fan doing you know, sports talk the last thirty two years. I believe to be successful in the major leagues as a pitcher, you got to have a fastball. You can get by somebody. Yes, or you, or you've got to be able to establish a fastball. Just say. You have your fastballs 90. You've got to have something that's very, very good. Like a Maddox who can throw so much off speed that is 90 mile an hour fastball. You need 10 mile an hour difference. You got to have, right. you got to be able to throttle the head. You got to get the head going forward. So if you, you have a 90 or even an 87 mile an hour fastball, you got to have something that's really good at 77 to 75. You've got to have that differential. It has to be there. If it's not there, then you're going to be in trouble. And that's what, you know, the Maddox is, the Glavins, yes. right? I mean, even Smoltz, right? That whole, you know, whole group. You know, Mize, I guess, had velocity, you know. That's fine. You got. You have to give him two or three starts. I mean, you can't just look at what he did, and you've, you got to give him two, three starts to get him his feet underneath him. And and so I would let that process go out a little bit with him. Yeah, you know, I could Joey Wentz talk about a guy who can throw a fastball. Yeah, but right? Joey Wentz got throttled last year because right. he had a good he had a good four innings. I, right. Well, yeah, yeah. You and I didn't like Wentz last year. I mean, no. you like him now. No, but, I, I I just said. But if you're stuck on your fastball, major league hitters will own you, right? Yes. I saw he had a I, – I don't know. I, I think his curveball sloppy. I did see a highlight of him striking somebody So you out. just sit on his fastball, right? Yeah. I mean, even on lefty and lefty, I looked at his curveball. It just – it doesn't look tight. It just doesn't have a tight, late break. It's – it's it looks like it rolled. And that was only one pitch I saw, so uh, – I did like here, from but, what I saw of Flaherty, and it's an inning – I, I really, for a mid-level reliever or mid-level starter, I, I think he'll be fine. And Bo Brisky just, he stays feisty. You know, this guy just, uh, he seems like he's played nine years uh, with the Tigers. And 
for what he did a couple of years ago in the rotation, I'm I'm still kind of surprised that they took him out. I mean, he I thought right. he did phenomenal. In, in yeah, the but they're, you know they're taking high draft picks and trying to show uh, we did this. But you hope with a new regime that isn't tied to those draft picks that right. they will hopefully go uh, with their best. Foley hasn't looked bad early, so you know the other the other big one is the Jackson Joe. That's the other one, and I, he hasn't. I even don't think he's thrown yet, or he's probably thrown in the backfields, which he, is the minor league fields, right? Yeah, yeah he's probably thrown back there, and I'm, he's going to get out there and get a start or a start or two, I would guess, because he, he is the real deal. I believe. I believe he is the real. Yeah, he's been saying that since the middle of last year, and I've never seen him, but I think he's a real. Well, deal. you talked about when he got the invite to Arizona Fall yes. League, right? And then. You know, Inch, Hinch came out right away and said, Ty Madden and him tie the draft pick out of Texas a few years back. They're not going to make the team. So, I, I again, was that some shocker psych- psychology maybe to see if these guys would go work hard and they're not going to show them, and then all of a sudden, they, you know, Job could make the team? I mean, because, yeah, you, you have to be honest here. If Mize and Fiedo and Manning, if, if they're not good – Job could pitch his way into the big league rotation. I think he, I think you don't think they'd rush him, right? I think Job's going to be there in May. So maybe, they, you know, what if he does come out and pitch well? But again, it's spring training, and I'm asking you because you've been through so many spring trainings, player, coach, scout, that, you know, they're going, he's going to, he's probably going to get four. Well, or if five they're going to jump on Cole play. Keith and do it, maybe they're waiting for Job to go have two, three, four starts at Toledo. Show he can, you know, dominate or pitch well at AAA, and that's the trigger to get him up in Detroit. You know, you know, one of your big days, Memorial Day. Yeah, the, the three checkpoint Charlies, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day. I would, I'll throw something out here right now. I think he'll be there by Labor by Memorial Day. And I think those are the three checkpoints I've said all along, where you gauge a major league team, you gauge players, you give them April, May at bats or innings. Then you gauge a team by July. Hey, are they in it? The trade deadline's coming up at the end of the month, and then September, are they got a shot at the postseason, or is it going to be the call-ups and you're looking ahead to the next year? I, I think those three checkpoints are valid, good measuring sticks. They are. Uh, yeah, it is. I, I agree with you. Uh, there is a lot of good things to look forward with the Tigers right now. I agree, 100%. Compared to a year ago? Yes. Compared to two years ago. I'm, I'm telling you, last year they tried to build up, you know, next as, you know, Torque and, you know, Green, right? Mm-hmm. And they've done that. But now I, I feel with the new regime, and I know AJ's still running a lot of it, I, I like what I see. I like the blend of veterans and youth. I, I am concerned that they keep holding on to Fiedo, Mize, the Mannings, even though Manning at times has pitched well. Reese Olson, we talked about to be in the rotation, needs a solid spring. But uh, there are concerns about starting pitching depth where Maeda and Flaherty could really help this team this year. Yeah, without a doubt. And and AJ does have his hands. And Scooble has to stay healthy and be right. And Scooble's got to stay healthy. If I mean, if if all the stuff that AJ is doing works, you give him ten year deal. If it doesn't, he's got to be responsible for it because he is the one doing everything. So. 
um, give them the credit if this all if if it all works out the way that everyone hopes it does. But if it doesn't, he's got to take he's got to be accountable for it. What's your biggest concern about this team? Forget spring training stats, and it's kind of cool to look at box scores or look at highlights or see someone just you know sit on a pitching jacket a mile. What as you're watching now the calendar change to March? What what's your biggest concern or concerns plural about this Tigers team? Starting pitching, same here, without a doubt, and maybe set up I I set up bullpen Foley Lang, like I said that. That that may be something pulsing a little bit here right now. Yeah. I mean, Scoobal, knock on wood, stays healthy. He is he is he's very good. My eight is getting old. Can he still do it? You know, I don't know. Just give him like a twelve and ten year or something like that. Yeah, you know, he's gonna he's gonna throw some innings for you. Flaherty has not had a couple good years, I believe. I, I really haven't followed his career that much. Now you're into your number four spot, which is Olsen, which I think he's got great stuff. I watch him a little bit, and I think he's got to be able He, I don't think he believes in himself yet. So I think the stuff's pretty good, but he's got to believe in yourself. Now you're at your four. Now you go to your five is Manning, and Manning at one, one outing, he'll throw 95 miles an hour, which is 91 on the stalker. And the next next outing, all of a sudden, he's down to ninety miles an hour. Right? It's just so he's very inconsistent. I don't think his stuff um, it, it plays as a number four or five starter right now. So now you're on to your fifth. Now after that, it's Fayado. Now the thing is, they do have some depth in starting pitching, but I do believe that the hitting's going. The hitting's coming around now. I believe the hitting is going to every year is going to get better and better because they've started getting rid of a lot of this BS that they had. They started five or six years ago. We're not going to go into the dumping and all that stuff, but I think they're starting to plane out the swings and starting to get better at bats. So now these guys are going to have to pitch. And they're not going to, if they start leaving them, because they left, there was a lot of balls left over the plate, I'm telling you, the last two, three years. And everyone's going, oh, how good this starting staff is. I'm going, oh my gosh. And you're talking I about mean, pitches yes. that most hitters would jump on. Good right? hitters will jump on. Yeah. and But there, there just was a shortage of competent hitters. How well, because that? you're in the worst division, you're playing most of your games against the worst teams in baseball. Yeah, but it was not, it was, yes, you are right there, but it wasn't just only the central, it was uh, there was a lot of teams throughout the league that they had a lot of hitters with all these uppercuts. Taking swings. too many pitches? Just missing quality strikes because they have an uphill swing. And so the competence. That launch angle was yes. one of the worst things ever introduced yes, to baseball was. at all levels, including kids. Yes. Well, everyone try, everyone, every kid it's funny because you go on and watch some of these guys who've never played the game in their life, but they can t- they can t- show you this dump swing and say that Aaron Judge does it and all these other guys do it, and they're going to try to s- sell it to a nine year old kid, and they're tr- they're dumping the barrel, and we're sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, this is just and p and parents are paying for it." That's the other kicker is that the parents are paying for it. This the reality of baseball is we can teach you. To separate, we can teach you the the fundamentals, how we think that some fundamentals can be done. But the bottom line is, if you don't have that hand eye coordination, if it's not God given, it's it's very very difficult to excel to the big leagues. It, it just is. You can be a great college player, you can make it into the minor leagues, but to be in the big leagues, you, you have that hand eye is just it, it's you got to have. I tell all parents, and I've had five kids, you know, 
two still going through the sports process, that when they become high school age, you'll know, and maybe some parents don't, but you'll know if your kids have that next level talent. Yep. You'll see it. Yep, Usually I by agree. sophomore. Sophomore year in high school because there's, there's growth spurts that happen. Yep. Some kids in eighth grade, some kids in tenth grade. And, and and as a parent, when you can be honest with yourself, now you're, you don't have to tell your kids, like, hey, man, you never make it. <laughs> no, you don't do that. But just honest with yourself because I, I go back to the club training. I, I, I look at it, baseball hitting, which I think is awesome during the winter, my brother Bob and what people do, uh, yourself, uh, a lot of other places across the state. Uh, I look at club soccer, uh, and I see kids who will give up playing for their high school because they're playing club, and they don't have any shot at playing college. Bingo. They don't. They Bingo. don't, but their parents are so blind. It, it, you know, maybe hockey, soccer, baseball, you know, they all those kids play their high school seasons for the most part, right? Yeah, so it's... Well, what, what when you When you can me. be honest as a parent, it, yes, it's totally better agree. for your children. And... What frustrates me as well is when you have a kid that was going to play football and says, well, I'm going to concentrate on baseball in the winter. And you're like, what are you doing? You, Well, I've got, you know, I'm going to go to this school and play. Well, most colleges want their athletes that are coming in to be multiple sport athletes. Because if you experience, if you're, if you're experiencing at least two of the three high school sports or playing all three of the high school sports, you're getting your body acclimated to different ways it can move. When you think that you only, you're only going to gear up for one sport and it's going to be baseball, especially in high school. And I tell everybody this when I, when I'm doing lessons, just don't play baseball. In fact, when the baseball season ends, put the baseball stuff away and go do something else because you have to be able to clear your mind. You got to play something else, football, soccer, basketball. You got to go play something, whatever. golf. Right, yeah. You got to get away from the sport because it is mentally a mentally draining sport. And just to put all your eggs in your high school baseball career to play in five week season is not the smartest choice. Yeah, it is. So there's one thing, you know, like I, I look at Ace with football and he does the off season training. So it's a little bit different. I think he might throw the shot this spring for FHE. I'm not sure. But really, it's baseball. Baseball and soccer are the sports I watch. And maybe even hockey to a point where I'm like, whoa, your kid's in high school. Uh, if they're not going next level, you're doing club for what? And, and again, it's parents' choice how to uh, raise their children. Uh, but usually those are the times you watch the kids uh, push back. A lot more to get to. Tiger Spring training. Uh, talking sports life, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, played with Bonds, with Jeter, lives in West Michigan out of Hudsonville, played college ball at Western in studio. If you have a baseball question, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. 
Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500 and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, segment two, hour number two on a Thursday, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Superfly Hay is our... Superfly Hay? Superfly Hay! Superfly Hayes! Superfly Hay! Who's on the show today? It's Vander Walhall! Johnny V, former major leaguer, lives in West Michigan. From Hudsonville, played at Western. Uh, joining us in studio, talking Tigers, Major League Baseball. We'll get to the rest of the big leagues. Tigers uh, afternoon game uh, going on right now uh, down in Florida. Yeah, so I'm looking at, here's what's interesting when you know a team is advancing. For instance, the lineup they had earlier today uh, to start the game against the Red Sox. Badu, I, 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 there's not a starting spot for him unless you get injuries, right? Quidler, they're giving him another run in spring training. Shortstop, Triple A's put up great numbers down in Toledo. Ibanez, is who I like. This Malloy, they say, has future major league uh, potential. Uh, Young, you know, there's Dingler. I, I like him. I like that catcher. Yeah, they... They have depth in terms of down on the farm uh, in the bigs, and they're in the AL Central. I mean, I, are you are you ready to declare that they can be a 500 team this year, they being the Tigers, or are they sub-500? Are they high 70s on wins? What do you think? 75. 75? Yep. So what wins AL Central then? 8,500? So that'd be what? 80, 87. 80, 
87, so probably twins right now, right? But I'm not, I mean, my guess is 75, but they have a, they have an opportunity to get to 87 if everything falls right. I mean, there's a lot to be optimistic about, but I wouldn't go above 75 games right so now. So what would, what if we're talking now, it's um, that third checkpoint that I talk about, Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day. We're talking Labor Day, and the Tigers are already at 75. And they have a shot now to win the AL Central. What would change this upcoming season for the Tigers? What would need to happen? For them to win the AL Central. Or to be, or at least contending there into mid, you know, late September. Scoobal healthy. Um, Mateo, what's his name? Marieta. Can't tell you, Marieta. What, Mateo? Marieta. There you go. He's got to be consistent. Can't tell you, Flaherty, Flaherty hey, has to pitch here's well. Here's a 3-2 pitch from Kente Mariano. <laughs> I'm not too good with names, but he's got to be he's got to be able to he got to be able to eat some innings and win some games. Flaherty's got to pitch well. I mean, those three have to get it done. And then the Job kid coming in. That's what I think that they're counting on is the Job kid being a number one, a, a true number one. Now you never come in down the road, not this year, not this right, year, right, but yeah. I think eventually they think he is going to be a number one. And then he comes in. That's. And Torgerson's got to hold gear. up. The, the, the starting pitching has got to hold up. That's, and Riley Green needs to stay healthy. Yes. Yes, Baez, he does. It, Absolutely. He does. How about this? Baez could hit 265 with 75 ribbies, uh, 17 homers. And just give him a season where it looks like he's trying to earn his money. Yes. Yes. I totally agree with you on that. We have enough offense. We have enough offense to score runs. That's not going to be a problem. We don't need the best offense in the league. We do not need it. You have enough offense that you're capable of winning games. Before they didn't. They didn't have enough. They have enough now. I don't care if they're hitting 250, 260, whatever they do, and you don't have a super, super, superstar that's – carrying it, they're going to score runs. It's going to be all about the starting pitching. It's going to be all about uh, Tarek Skubal staying healthy. It's going to be all about, yeah, the dude, Kente, being able to suck some innings up. My some, Yeah, there you go. There you go, got it. He's got to be able to pitch some innings, and then Flaherty's got to be able to – he's got to be able to stay healthy, and, and he's got to be a dominant force. You got Those three got to pitch. They got to pitch. John Vanderwall, seventy five. Yeah, we, or lower. We, we still got another hour of John in studio. I, I don't say that in a way like God. Oh, wow, no. we still got another hour of Vandy <laughs> in studio. Prepare yourself. Baseball questions at a huge show on Twitter. The huge show on Facebook. Everything huge, twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this: winning big at soaring eagle. The Food District is now open. There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, 
the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake. Stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lomas Browns, Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Browns Lions Golf Cart this summer from Impact Power Sports and The Huge Show. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment, hour number two on a Thursday broadcast of Superfly Hayes has our executive producer. A couple of reminders. Tomorrow, NFL Scouting Combine preview will hit all the headlines, all the stories uh, out of Indy. Talk about Michigan with 18 guys invited. What Wolverine will have the best NFL career. A lot of people feel it's J.J. McCarthy. I will hit our Wolverine. Spartan Insiders, in terms of next year, could they have some names that end up in Indy at the Combine? I tell everybody, you want to judge a football program at the college level? How many guys are drafted? How many of your guys are drafted by NFL teams? That will tell you where your college football program stands, no matter how much you love or hate the other team. Now, speaking of college football, one of the great destinations to watch during the season, all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. And when football's not on, they got all the Wings games as they push for the playoffs. Pistons actually aren't playing bad basketball as of late. And you got Michigan State trying to find their way to the NCAA tournament. All the games on all the TVs at all brands, Steakhouse and Grills, In Michigan, they also feature two happy hours every day of the week. 14 happy hours over a seven-day period every week at All Brands Steakhouse and Grills from 3 until 6 and from 9 until midnight. Two happy hours every day at All Brands locations. And every Thursday, they have all-you-can-eat ribs all day long, $18.99, all you can eat ribs all day long at all brands, steakhouse and grills. You'll find the brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard, in downtown GR, Mike Brands out in Cascade, and Liz Brands Stegaheis has the brands at 44th and Division in Wyoming. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on The Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. 
What's up, Michigan? It is hour number three on a Thursday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, played with Bonds and Jeter in studio for a couple more segments. Talking Tigers, spring training, major league baseball stories, including Shohei Otani, homering in his Dodgers debut in spring training, and also the expansion uh, of Major League Baseball. I'll be curious in America where they go. Nashville seems like a a natural uh, destination. Charlotte uh, could be in the mix. Uh, I know they have these dreams of team in Mexico City or the international flair or someday like Tokyo or whatever. I like the NFL playing these games in Brazil. You never had it happen in Mexico City. No, I, I mean, I don't... It, well, what do you think, through all your travels, because a lot of these, when I say Nashville, Charlotte, you know, even Oklahoma City, you know, they, they've been minor league baseball towns, good baseball towns for a long time. Uh, who do you think would be at the the front uh, in terms of um, expansion? Because the owners are going to want to bring in new money. They're going to want to, you know, the other owners get paid when you bring in new franchises. Who do you think's at the top of the list? Vegas and Nashville. Vegas, so there's yeah, Vegas is another one. A's, well, the A's fell apart with their deal. Yeah, but the A's are. How does Tampa? But now Tampa's getting a new stadium in Tampa, so they're not going anywhere. Yeah, but they still. You still have to battle with. There's a thousand more things to do than go watch baseball in Florida during the summer. I mean, they, there's so many different activities. They're always the Florida teams are always going to have trouble with attendance. And somebody would pay big money uh, for an expansion fee. Not moving an existing franchise, but some group to come in and have Vegas because look how successful the Knights and even the Raiders. Not you know, Knights have been Stanley Cup champions. Raiders haven't played good football, but a beautiful stadium, oh, things awesome, great destination, it? and yeah, and you do a ballpark like they do in Phoenix where it can close when it's really hot. Right? I I believe there's Oakland will still end up be going over there. I mean, I I think the the Oakland A's ownership is a disaster anyway. So why don't they just sell to another group? Well, they should. Right, and make a ton of money and let that group then they should. go work out a deal with that. Absolutely. Right? It, the, the organization's a disaster. The Coliseum is a disaster. The city of Oakland is a disaster. It's a disaster. So how can you have a big league team and still play in Oakland? I'm sure they haven't done anything to that stadium. I'm sure if I walked into the visiting clubhouse there, I bet it'd be the same as it was when I did in 19 or 2002. Yeah, it'd be the same thing. They'd be better off playing like at UNLV's college stadium right now. Well, seriously, they're only getting six thousand a game. Their their tennis was worse than a lot of the AAA, so it it does need to happen. They're not paying it. They're not putting enough money in the ownership's not putting enough money in the team. It's a hundred loss team again. It's just it's a fiasco. Yeah, Nashville or I mean Vegas is the logical one because it's still out west, so you don't have to rearrange the divisions. You move them to Nashville now. You've got a problem because you can't. They can't be a West Coast team now. You can't be playing L.A. and and Seattle and in in that in that area code. So, yeah, I would say Vegas. It's going to happen, <clears throat> but you know how many years down the road their their lease is up like next year, so they got to do something. And Charlotte has a ton of money in downtown, a lot of banks and everything there. And Nashville has pretty good ownership, wasn't? Was it Dombrowski or somebody was helping an ownership group? I think even Kid Rock was involved uh, with that, where they already put together the money people, 
the potential leadership to say we're ready to go. And they've been pretty good at NHL, uh, MLS soccer at that level. But Vegas, I don't know, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering this, with how much the NBA will use Vegas for like summer league, uh, all-star game, whatever it is, how there's not, with the success of the Knights in the NHL and the Raiders moving there, how there already is in a Major League Baseball and NBA franchise in Vegas right now. I, I would agree with you on that. The only thing with baseball is is the altitude. You know, the ball flies out of that place in Vegas too. So you're going to have not quite a Denver with like playing like with, uh, with the Colorado Rockies, but it's pretty similar to the same effect on a baseball. But the city is great. They would support. They would support their organization, and what a great destination for the visiting teams that come in. There's going to be a lot of fans that want to go into Las Vegas and watch your team play and enjoy the city. Who? What was the best city uh, in your in, in your entire major league career? Not that you, not the team you played for, but the city you love going to. I love going to New York, but that was back when New York was safe. You know when they hit. You could, I mean, there's virtually no crime, and they had a lockdown, and um, it was just an awesome. It was awesome to see that many people in a such a small, confined place, and how they loved their sports teams. They loved the Yankees. You're a Yankee fan or a Met fan, but man, they are passionate fans. It's cool to walk around the city. It's cool to go to the stadium. It's cool to get Raz there when you're a visitor. I mean, it was just. It was there was just something about New York, and you played there for a while. And I, right? I was fortunate enough to be able to play there for a year. It's just a, it's a great it was a great place to play. And when I played there, it was it was everyone wanted to go play in New York. What was the worst city um, to travel to during your major league career? Well, it was where I started, and it wasn't so much the, the bad, but Montreal. When you when you got to go across the border, and you got to you, Montreal was kind of. I want to say it was tough, but I played there for a couple of years. And then when you had to go through customs and then you had to, you had to go through all of the rigmarole, it, it just. You mean they, they, they protect their border? Yeah, I know it's a shocker, isn't wow. it? Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I've tried to get into Canada or get in or on your way back. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. So that's kind of the, was kind of a, a tough place. It wasn't a tough place to go to, but it was just different. And yeah, when I, when I scouted, yeah, I, I always get stopped at the border. What are you doing here? Well, I'm scouting for whatever team I was and I'm going to watch them play the blue Jays. And then I would sit there and have to talk about the Toronto blue Jays for five minutes with the Canadian border officials. It was, it was crazy. They wouldn't ask me anything, but they'd ask me about the blue Jays and hold the line up for like a minute and a half. And I'm like sitting there. There's like 43 people in line. Yeah. And then we're talking baseball. Well, for a minute I, and a half. you know, I, I, maybe our government could call Canada and ask them about uh, securing. Uh, but borders. I mean, yeah, the, f- the first thing was, why, what, what are you doing here? Why, why are you coming in here? I mean, they, yeah, they, they're, they want to know. And we just give the Queens wave people hey you want a phone and seven thousand dollars and we'll even put you up in a hotel for 77 with three days. with three meals a day yeah yeah with a per and if you don't like the meal with a per diem that's better than most triple a baseball yeah. players 
Yeah, and then they now, yeah. yeah, now they, and then now they don't like the food, so they got to change it. I guess oh, yeah. I don't. Know. Uh, that's nice. Meanwhile, I got a little box of Lucky Charms <sighs> that used to be three times the size, and they're charging the same price. I'm not going to go down there, or we're going to try and take care of other countries and protect their borders, but not protect ours first. I'm all about helping the rest of the world, but let's put America first. Let's rebuild our school systems. Let's give those kids in public schools and inner cities a chance. Let's protect our border and allow natural immigration. You apply for it. Why do you want to come to the country? And I'll welcome the world. We could put a new uh, Ellis Island to the south. We could let people come experience America. But I ask you today, put America first. Instead of $61 billion to Ukraine, how about we put $61 billion into our inner city school systems in the poor and urban areas in this country? Yeah, yeah. Man. I'm ready to go, man. Let's go. Wow. Man. <laughs> That's like a pregame speech. Uh, Mr. Simonson has uh, announced he has withdrawn his candidacy 16 to 38. Kind of killed that dream. Elvis has left the building. Oh, man. I just feel that way. I mean, you're talking about how tough it is at the border. Meanwhile, you're breaking down Blue Jays tonight with the Royal <laughs> Canadian Mounted Guard, whatever they're called. <laughs> In Canada. Jeez. So, West Michigan, here's a question. You're from here. And speaking of expansion in sports, I've always wondered, will, with, it's a top 40 TV market, almost as big as San Antonio. Is it really? Yes, because it includes Kalamazoo, Holland, Muskegon, Uh, Grand Rapids as a TV market. All right. You know all the weather girls. So, it includes Mm -hmm. all those, all those cities. Not Major League Baseball because the Tigers fans are too entrenched. Wings fans are too connected. You see it with the Griffins and the Wings both playing great hockey right now. Uh, Pistons, you know, I've said this. There's two sports, I believe, where we could be a Major League City. And it looks like we're going to get a a AAA-ish soccer team in the next two to four years. Stadium looks awesome. Right, they're building uh, or going to build an amphitheater stadium downtown GR. I've said it, it would be MLS soccer, but now they want, you know they're getting big stars and they want big markets and we we should have got in like Green Bay, one of the grandfathered early teams, right? Well, I'm talking when Green Bay joined the NFL oh. when it was smaller cities, right? Yep. And so I, I I think it could be the DeVosses own Orlando, right? The DeVos family owns their Orlando Magic in the NBA. Their their home base is still here, family, and they do amazing things uh, for people and individuals and businesses that they could do like an art model where he got the Baltimore franchise, but then Cleveland was sold. So the NBA would allow him to move Orlando to Grand Rapids, the Grand Rapids magic name fits. Uh, what a, wow. That is pretty cool. And Orlando then is open for bid to potential other buyers. And now the last signature for West Michigan that is missing is being a major league city. Because baseball, it's never going to happen. Tigers fans, like you said, the Wings. and Pistons, I think, with you know the decade and what they've done, it would be easy to say this is our own. And then MLS soccer, that AAA soccer, if they grow, they're drawing. Uh, it's kind of like Detroit FC. Um, Detroit City. And you know, it's 
that would be it. And that's one thing missing. I think it would change downtown. I know they brought restaurants, hotels, everything, but the key is can you support it, right? That would yeah, be it. you have to be able to support it. I mean, I would I would definitely, if it was called the Grand Rapids Magic and they were downtown, I'd go to a game. I mean, I'd come down here. I'd get season tickets. Yeah, I probably would too. I, I really would. I, it would be the NBA, Grand Rapids Magic. And I think because of the TV market size. Well, how they how are they doing in Orlando? Well, they do good. They got that Amway Center. They got that. Are they selling it out there? I don't know. I mean, it's Orlando. There's a lot to do down there. Yeah, there right? is. I mean, that that's that's a tough place to have have sports teams. Well, that's why it's, there's no other. There's not Major League Baseball. There might be Double A. I don't know. Southern League's not even. Jacksonville has a Double A club. Orlando used to have a Double A club with the Twins in the Southern League, right? Yes, yeah. but they don't anymore. No, that's why. Pensacola is a double A, double A city. It is now, yeah. yeah, in the handle. So you, you, yeah, you don't have any other major league sports in that city. You have soccer, MLS, Orlando City. Uh, that would be it. You know, football is a different game because you're gonna you're you're gonna pack. This, you should pack it every. So city. then the city would step up and give them the state of the art gazillion dollar arena, which then is used for concerts, events. Signature right on the river. Grand Rapids Magic sounds good. It does. does. It does. You better start working on that. I already am. We're behind the scenes, John. It does. I mean, honestly, the name is... That's, that's why we bought you cool. a pizza for lunch, because I'm going to ask you for $12.7 million when we're done with this segment. Well, probably the best pepperoni pizza I've had. At, it was That was really good. Is that your cello? Oh, downtown? yeah. Yeah, Superfly. I owe him. He went and got it. He always, what he does is he buys it, or I buy it, tell him I'm going to pay for it. And then he puts the rewards number on his phone. Well, and all of a sudden, he's like eating free cheese bread for a year. He's a smart player. He is. He does. Oh, I got it. And then I'll send him like Apple Pay him some money. I know his routine. He's got to launder money somehow. Let's not talk about the government right now, please. <laughs> We're discussing baseball. With John Vanderwall, the former major leaguer, uh, Tigers... I was talking with Ben from the front office. The one thing that still hasn't clicked are the fans coming back. And I'm talking in droves. You'll get the Saturday, Sunday, it's 80 degrees. You're taking your kids, school's out, summer baseball. You're going to go watch. I think the one thing missing is when do the fans come back and start going to Tigers games and make appointments to watch it on Valley Sports Detroit or now uh, on the app? I think what they did to us as fans two years ago was abominable. When they told us that the build was over and we're going to compete, and I mean, I said they weren't. And I mean, that was Avila's last stand, right? It was, but they weren't ready. The rebuild was over. That's when Torque and Green two years ago were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and they have never played a, a pitch in the big leagues, and they're going to boo yeah, they're going to come in and take this town over. And they got Baez and AJ's making all these moves and this team is great and they stunk. And I think people still that that's in their craw that they stunk. And just the way that the years before that, that they went about trying to rebuild this club was not good. I think they're doing a much better job now. It's going to take time for Tiger fans to come back to go downtown to watch a ball game to fill that place up it's going to take some time and it will start to happen if 
they go on a hot streak here, get you know, 10, 12, 14 games over 500 and blow the top off of the season, which they could do. They could do. They, there is talent enough to do that. If they do that and they come into the summer, school's out and they're 10, 12, 14 games over 500 in the first place in the Central, I believe that, that the fans will, will will come back and sell that place out. But I, I, there's a lot of people who are still mad about what they did to us two years ago. Well, and you haven't built, you know, Torque is close. Cole Keith will have to earn it. But, you know, players where you're like, okay, I want to go down there because I want to see this guy pitch or I want to see this guy hit. And the Tigers, since, you know, we go back to 2006, you've had the JVs, you've had the Scherzers, you had, you know, Miguel, obviously. You've had a lot of players that were worth the drive anywhere in Michigan to Detroit. Who, who, who's the draw right now for the Tigers that makes you? All right, so, John, take yourself away from being a former major leaguer. You're John Vanderwall, your kids, your son and daughter are young again. You and your wife are working at Amway. And, and I you, love baseball. And you love baseball. So these current Tiger players are going to make you A, buy season tickets, B, buy a set of tickets for a game, or C, make regular trips. Who on the Tigers right now is ticket worthy? Probably Scooble. Watch him pitch. Torque swing, maybe. Nah, I, I'm still. I no. mean, there's no, there's no bona fide superstar in that lineup. So that, yet. that that's my point then about the the reason yeah, why the good fans. players. But I think it's common. I it, you know I think Green can be that guy. He's just got to be able to stay. Could Torque be that guy if he starts you know, it, in 35, 40 dingers, right? There's still there's still scouts out there that still don't think that he is a why. Um. The swing, I think, too long. Yeah, I there, there's some, there's some things in there. They so there's an A B C. There's an A one B one C one A two B two. So one's better than two, obviously. But that's how you're that's how you're judged. So there's so, actually sheets that say that. Like yeah, you you got to rate reports on. You got to put a number on somebody. What I have heard from people that have the Tigers organization is that. They think he is like a C1 player, which is a very good player on a non-championship caliber team, which is the Detroit Tigers. Because you've right? scouted, right? You, yeah. um, so, you've scouted so for multiple C1. teams, right? Now you start going B1, B2, that's a really good player. That's a really, really good player on a contending team, but B, a B1, B2. A1 would be like Trout. So do the Tigers Otani, have any A's or B's? You have it a potential with Scooble, but Scooble's been injured all the time. So, you know, Scooble's probably like a B1, B2, I would say. That's probably a two-starter. Where's Green at? Uh, he's another guy. He has, he's probably pretty – he's probably right now is a C1. He's probably C1 right now, and you could project him out if he ever can stay healthy as like a B1 or a B2. He, I don't, I, he's, not an a, he's not an A player. He's probably a B2, B1. Um, which is an upper level player, but he's he's to me he's a good player. I don't see him as an A. He, he's not an All Star. I mean, he is an All Star, but he's not an he's not an Otani. Are there he's any not Trout? Are there any potential? Not Otani Trouts or as good as anybody ever. I'm talking potential All Stars that you've seen from the Tigers farm system or with this team who could grow into that lower A B. 
major league level player. I'd say B players. I wouldn't. There's nobody on this no club that can be an A. No, no future superstar, no. right? But you do have. I think. In, I don't agree with the people, the scouts that say that he's a that Torque's a C one. I think Torque could be a B two. You know, B one maybe, possibly. He's right. I think. He, I think he can develop into that. I think Green can definitely develop into that. So the, you know, those two. I have no idea what Colt Keith is. You know, I don't think they do. I, that's why it's just I'm astonished that you give that guy that kind of money. I mean, it blows my mind that you do that. That's just dumb. Um, let's see who else is out there. Those two are really good. And it, other than that, you know, we'll we'll see what some of these younger guys are. But yeah, the Carpenter looks like the journeyman major leaguer, right? Let's see what he does this year. Okay. I mean, let's give him another year because he's got that drop. He's got that funky swing, but his hands are so good that he gets away with it. But let's see if let's see what happens this year and and see how the pitching adjusts to him. Um, he didn't hit a lot of home runs in the in in the last month and a half. He had a great beginning and in a middle, but his his back end wasn't that good. And typically, your back end should be pretty good because you had we're in such an awful organization that. They were bringing up they were bringing up a lot of pitchers back and forth, so she should have been facing some C pitchers or three, four, five, a lot of three, four, five starters. So let's see what he does. The other thing, <coughs> excuse me, the other interesting thing about the Tigers, if you look at their schedule, they're not starting in the American League East this year, so that's another benefit. You know, one thing about the team to try to get out and quick listening start. to you being a former Major League <laughs> Baseball scout that. If you don't have those star players and you're hoping your farm system develops them, you know, and they're saying, well, look what Atlanta has done or what Houston did. But now, no, Houston added veterans. So you, you reach a point. So, I, and, and, and I want to hold this for our, our final segment together. At what point now do you try and add those superstar free agents, those AB players to complement what you've built up? How far away are the Tigers from that? John Vanderwall in studio, former major leaguer, talking Tigers. MLB, you have a baseball question at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The biggest story in college hoops this weekend isn't on the court during the game, but what's taken place for decades following the conclusion of a big game, the court storm. Now, court storming has been around for a very, very long time, but after Duke's Kyle Filipowski escaped the mob of Wake Forest without serious injury, the question of fans entering the playing surface following the conclusion of a big game is back on the front page. Now, I've been a part of a couple of these in both basketball and at the big house for football, and although it is fun and magical, the videos and the photos afterwards are great. I think it's time we move past it all. It creates an environment that has the potential for hostility, and it seems like most coaches are in favor of removing the long-standing, unofficial college tradition. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys, and also they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits 
in that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exist at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Thursday conversation with former major leaguer John Vanderwall lives in West Michigan. Grew up in Hudsonville, went to Western Michigan University to play baseball. Illustrious career. Also been a scout coach. Now just enjoying life in studio with us. Uh, Last segment we were talking about you as a former scout and what they rate players A1, 2, 3, B, C, D, E, down the list. So we were looking at potential A players that the Tigers have. And based on what they paid Cole Keith, you said something interesting at the break that they're expecting him to become an A player. Well, if I'm paying somebody that kind of money, you, that's what I'm forecasting you to be an A player because you're buying them out of their arbitration years. So you're expecting this guy to be so good that you needed to take this big a chance to save yourself some money in the long run, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. But they're thinking he's going to be an A player. Now, I have no idea what he's going to be. He could be. He could be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I I don't know. haven't seen him play. But you do need that superstar. You do need that. And for me, if I'm looking at their lineup or their rotation and stuff, you've got Manning. You've got Matt Manning there who I think if you put him with one of your – top prospects. You could put him in a trade with somebody and you'd have to go and look at some of these teams that aren't forecast to do very well. Like, you're not going to get a trout, but I don't know how good the the Angels are going to be. You got to look at a team that's not very good, who might want to get rid of a star player who's really good and would take uh, Matt Manning and a prospect for whoever this... To unload the contract, right? To unload the contract and the talent. Now, I haven't gone through, but because we were just talking about that. Because I, I do think that they are short. There's a, they're, they're definitely short. Now, do you want to spend that on a pitcher, or do you want to spend that on a position player? Because I still think there's going to be a question mark in center field. You know, you hope that Parker comes out, because Parker can, can play some defense. Is he going to be able to hit? You don't know yet. I, it's at such a small sample size of the month of September in a brutally bad league that with 
bad pitching, you know, can he survive? I hope he can because he's a great kid, but you don't know. So you're still you're still a couple pieces away possibly. Now that piece could come in June or July if they're 15 games over 500 and six games, you know, up on second place. Now you need that pitcher. You need maybe another bat, which. As a Tiger fan, let's be. We've got some celebrate. We got some celebrating to do because it'll be in the past. We were never in this this area. Now I think that they have enough there that this could happen. I'm still forecasting 75 games, but they could get on a roll if they don't get injured. There's no injuries. They could get on a roll and it, they could do something. And they're in the weakest division in pro baseball. Yes. And you ask yourself, and then we were talking about young teams that have. Uh, built through their minor leagues, and then they get to a point where they know they got to add those A, B players to take them over the top. You've seen it with Houston. Uh, Atlanta had guys flourishing to A players, and they added uh, more talent. How far away do you think the Tigers are from that potential trade with Manning of knowing they need a A pitcher, they need a high B uh, bat in that lineup? I would say I've always, you know, how it is. It's like what's un momento mean one moment, right? So one one moment can be, you know, seven seconds or seven years. You know, you don't know. But we've always been. It's been two to three years. I think it's next year. The way things are going now, if you don't have a lot of injuries in in Scoobles, he's hell. He's a he's one of the big ones, though. I mean, he's got to stay healthy. And Job is what they advertise. It's next year that they could they could really make a run, possibly. But it's got to go. Everything that they're doing now, you can't hit any road bumps here. So and Cole Keith has got to show this year he was worth the investment. Yeah, and I don't want to see the OBS instead of the batting averages in the starting lineups. To remember that last year where they, they were hiding the bad batting averages, right? Yeah, his OBS was whatever because he was hitting a buck eighty, and I'm like. I want to throw the remote for the TV going, you guys are, anyway. So well, the, the control of the Tigers, and whether it's Hinch or whoever, where these fans are pretty educated, Tiger baseball fans. They are. And they can smell things like that. They can see it. I don't think you win over the fan base. I think transparency wins at the end of the day. And I agree with you that this year, in the worst division in baseball, that if Torque and goes next step and Green stays healthy and Colt Keith looks like an everyday major leaguer, the next winner is probably when they add the bat and add the arm to I the agree. rotation, right? And, and I hear all the negatives about the ownership of the Tigers, but I really believe he'll spend the money. I, I really do. When I, the time I, is right. When the time is right. The time isn't – I mean – he was buttered into the we're ready to compete two years ago too and went out and spent all that money on the pitcher and on Baez and Rodriguez and it right. fell flat. So you've got to be able to also convince him that this isn't going to happen again. And they are way better off now than they were two years ago when they were trying to sell us. You know, where were they better when they tried to say the rebuild the was over two years ago? Where you you will say to this team now going into spring training first week or so of spring training, that they're better. Where, where do you think they're better as a franchise? I th- offensively, I, I, they've, they've got some consistency in the lineup. 
I think that is to me was is the biggest thing because their pitching was always pretty good because the hitting was so bad that triple-A arms that we had in the target organization were up in the big leagues getting hitters out. And that had did happen for the last, what, two, three years, that the offense has been so god-awful that you could literally have triple-A pitchers, starters, being somewhat successful. In the, they were not somewhat, they were successful here. And it was only because how bad the hitting was. And that is going to change. That is going to change. But the hitting, the hitting has to come through and it, it has come through and and to me that is where they've gotten a lot better i agree they're still young uh, but you know we've we're seeing a replay uh, and this is where i think the fans are cautious and that may be an understatement that we've heard the rebuild is almost over or now the rebuild is over and then they bottom out and they bring in rodriguez and Baez, yeah. and you're thinking okay this is it now they're uh, the go button they can win the yeah, you know, we heard AL Central was down. Cleveland White Sox shedding talent, and you know Correa, the Twins emerge. Uh, they use their farm system, picked up uh, some key guys, and still are the team to beat. So it'll be interesting. Uh, John Vanderwell, by the way, former major leaguer, uh, throughout the season talking Tigers, MLB uh, in studio calls uh, West Michigan home. So before we are finished, I want to ask you this question. When you were growing up, you became a major leaguer. So your first MLB hero, who was it for John Vanderwall? Alan Trammell. Alan Trammell. First swing that you copied? Well, he was right-handed. I was left-handed, but he was, yeah. He was he was a man. You know, another one who I always liked because I think it was his name was Aurelio Rodriguez. Yes. Yeah. Oh, awesome third baseman. So your first major league baseball game that you remember, how old were you? Uh probably like 10, 11 years old, 10 years old. Mm. We went to a double header Seattle Mariners old double Tiger, header old Tiger on Stadium. A Sunday. Yeah, at the old Tiger Stadium. And remember when they did schedule double headers back then. You know, people don't realize I mean, they day. do our, our bad age. day with double headers. Bad day, and the or, kids all banging on the seats with yeah. the bats. Or like the Tigers would only televise forty-five games a year. You only had had forty-five games that you could watch the Tigers during a summer in the eighties and early eighties. Yes, and when the Tigers were on, that was a treat. I mean, that was a huge treat. And they, you know, in late seventies, early eighties, they weren't that good. But did you play at the old Tiger Stadium? I never did. That was one place I always wanted to play. Oh, well, yeah, where you watch your first game. Hey, good stuff uh, today, JV. Awesome. Man. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks, brother. Yeah, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer in studio, talking Tigers and Major League Baseball. If you ever have a Tigers comment or question for John or myself, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top, Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the Sharp Dressed Simple Man Tour, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top, Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side 
of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from Impact Power Sports and The Huge Show. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. Each and every week we get together with Dr. Bill Pink and other leaders at Ferris State University who are helping move Ferris forward and for over 30 years Tia Brandel Wilhelm has been one of the top volleyball coaches in America she heads up the Ferris State women's volleyball program they advanced to the NCAA Division II Sweet 16 this past fall also won the Great Lakes Intercollegiate GLIAC Conference Tournament uh the school's 12th consecutive uh, championship and 27th all-time NCAA tournament appearance. And what's pretty cool is the team now is headed overseas for a 10-day trip against international competition. That trip will start in May to Spain and Portugal for competition and education. And Coach uh, Brando Wilhelm is standing by here on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. How you doing, Tia? I'm doing really good. Thank you. Thanks for having us here. All right. Well, longevity uh, is something we don't see a lot in coaching today at the college level. You'll see it at a high school or somebody uh, will be there for decades. Uh, what's been the key to your longevity at Ferris State University? Well, it doesn't feel like I've been here that long. When people start adding up those years, I'm always always a little bit astounded. Um, I think, you know, I think Ferris is just a great place to be. It's the kind of university where, you know, people really care about you and what you're doing. Um, they really care about the students. So, you know, it's it's really fun to be a part of that, um, a part of the students' lives. And 
you know, I think coaching at this level in, in Division Two, we just have you just have a lot of opportunity to to make a difference in people's lives and still try to achieve you know really big championships and things like that. So I think there's this challenge every year that makes it feel fresh and new and exciting. So you know when you when you say when you start sounding making you know 28 years of coaching things like that, it, it's astounding to me because it feels like five or ten. Yeah, one thing Ferris has done uh, with all sports and especially volleyball, the commitment to the program for upgrading facilities. You now have your own volleyball arena and the recent expansion and growth there with athletic facilities at Ferris. That's a pretty cool place. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful gym. It's a beautiful place. And uh, we always had our own gym, but it was, well, for 41 years, we had our own gym. And Ferris was one of the first in the country to have a gym that was, you know, primarily for volleyball. But, um, you know, it was a little small and, and it was just really like this, this new facility is just amazing to play in. And it's, it's great for our fans. It's a really, it's a really cool place for people to watch the game and feel a part of the action. Tia Brando Wilhelm is the head coach of the Ferris State women's volleyball program. Joining us on another edition of moving Ferris forward each and every week. We talked to Dr. Bill Pink, the president of Ferris and other leaders like Coach Brando Wilhelm, who are moving Ferris forward. Uh, this 10-day trip to Spain, Portugal, competition, education, uh, showing your team other parts of the world. Uh, talk about this trip, how it came about, and what it will be like for Ferris State Volleyball on and off the court. Well, I'm so excited for the trip. This is something that you know we have wanted to do for years, and um, we're just, I feel really, really blessed that we have a, an administration that, you know, supporting it. We've had so many people across campus that have, you know, worked hard to make this trip come together. And, um, I'm, you know, we're really excited about that. I think it is going to be, um, it's educational. We've, we've started a trip class already. So, um, we have this wonderful professor in our languages that's been teaching, um, every every week, she brings um, new information and and is teaching the players about the culture and the history and um, you know just different parts of both Spain and Portugal. And I'm really excited because they're you know for a lot of our players, it's a new experience to travel abroad and it's a new experience to just you know to to be in a different culture and and to you know have to learn some new language and things like that. I'm also really excited for the playing. I mean, it's going to be a good opportunity for them to play some different competition and to play in a different kind of environment. And, you know, sports in Europe is just a lot different than in the United States. So I think it'll be a really um, just eye-opening and, you know, just a really cool uh, place for them to grow. And one note about the Ferris State volleyball team, they've been working with Ferris professor Lucero Flores uh, Paez from the English Literature and World Languages Department to learn more about Spain and Portugal, their culture, their languages. It's been a total Ferris State University team and leadership effort. Coach Tia Brando Wilhelm uh, at the helm for nearly 30 years, ranks among the national leaders in D1 coaching volleyball victories and winning percentage in a native of Whitehall, Michigan on the west coast of our state. Safe travels to Spain and Portugal on that 10-day trip, and good luck with everything with Ferris State Volleyball. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right, Coach Tia Brando Wilhelm joining us on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward.
Each and every week, we talk with Ferris President Dr. Bill Pink and other leaders like Coach Wilhelm, who are moving Ferris forward with the opportunity to experience overseas competition and culture. You can find out more on how Ferris is moving so many different departments and people forward. Go to ferris.edu. That is ferris.edu. And also just look up Ferris State Athletics and Volleyball Facebook, Twitter. I think they're taking some donations for the trip. You'll get more details there. Just look up Ferris State Athletics on Facebook and Twitter or Ferris State Volleyball. And remember, everything you need to know about Ferris and their leadership, go to ferris.edu. Big. Bad. Huge.